right, guys. Uh, welcome, welcome. How are you guys? All good. Good. Good, good. Yeah, yeah. How are good. you? Good, 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 good. All right, all right. So, welcome to uh, the next episode of At the Table by Urban Forex. My name is Naveen, as you guys have probably already know me. And then, if you guys want to, we can start with uh, the guy with no hair. <laughs> My name is Kamal, and I have no hair. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Lucas. And so, Lucas, for those of you guys who don't know him, Lucas is the host of the London Conference Rooms over at the Elite Community at Urban Forex. And then we have Mr. Ian here. I'm Ian, uh, usually on the support side. Uh, handling all the questions that come through on on the support side of Urban Forex. Yeah. So all those emails that are pouring in on Urban Forex, if you see in all these episodes going forward, if you see Ian's hair color start to change, you know who's at fault. It's you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, or it starts to resemble my hairstyle. <laughs> like Armo used to do what Ian used to do, and that's yeah. what Armo ended up with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, as soon as I see some, I'll just I'll be calling you, Armo, just to get some advice on on how, on how to. I'm take the worst care. person to ask advice because you know it didn't work. <laughs> so, uh, what's our topic today? All right, so today we're going to be talking about something as we're going to do a webinar on it as well. Um, you know, we got 30 minutes to go before we do the webinar on it, but we're we're going to be talking about the different markets you can use with the way we trade, right? So, you know, we've been generational. Forex people. We've been dominating the industry 10 years plus, highest ranking everything you can name, uh, you know, customer service, support, billing, whatever you can think of. We are the top dogs when it comes to Forex. Now, the question comes out as more and more students are coming in saying, well, can we do cryptos using what you teach? Can we do stocks? Can we do futures? What if I do stocks in India or, you know, Tokyo? Can I, can I do them? So it's, it's a very interesting thing how it's expanded into uh, that direction, even though I didn't want it to go that direction, but it's pulled me into that direction. <laughs> so, so be it, so be it, and that's fine. But cryptos, what do you guys hear about cryptos? What's your take on it? A lot. Like we hear about <laughs> it a lot. everyone and your dog. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> seems, to be the, seems to be the latest... Um trend or, or topic, a hot topic in the market right now is, is cryptos, um, especially Bitcoin, especially, but uh, Correct. it just seems to be the cool, the cool thing to trade and do. Nowadays, yeah. so. If you want to know how hot the crypto market is, go into your local supermarket and just say Bitcoin a little bit loudly and see how many heads turn. <laughs> That's how popular it is. Everyone just knows about it. Yeah, a few years ago, people would have said, bless you. But now you know, <laughs> they, they look at you like, oh, what, what does he know that I don't know? Mm. Yeah. And the secret weapon for the average Bitcoin trader is buy. Right? It's like <laughs> he knows the secret formula and it's buy. <laughs> like there is no trading experience involved. It's just buy. Right? Yeah. So we're going to talk about yeah, that a little been... bit today. Huh? No, I was just going to say it's been trending a lot. It is right last few months. Yeah. What, what yeah. are the prices right now on Bitcoin? It's what 55, 56 from last we saw it. Yeah. Right now it's around yeah, 55. 55, right? 55k. Yeah, there you go. So we have a guy uh, watching live, he's saying 55, more saying live, Manish is saying 55. 
Okay. Okay. So yeah, that's what we're dealing with when it comes to the cryptocurrencies. Um, the markets are going crazy. There's a million of them to choose from. And that's what we want to talk about today is when you're doing Forex, you're bound to 28 pairs, but it's not just a simple 28 pairs, right? It's 28 of the world's elite pairs, right? The, the entire industry runs on these 28 pairs. However, with the coin market, with a billion options that you have to choose from, the entire industry doesn't run off of them. Half of them are scams. Now, the ones that are not scams, there's large caps, mid caps, low caps, and IPOs. The dangerous it's word the IPO. Hmm? And the same thing applies to the, to the stock market as well, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's very similar to the stock market. New stocks coming into the industry versus old giant juggernauts that have been around for ages. Okay. Now, the whole industry three to five years ago was questionable. Is the industry here to stay? Now, that's not no longer in question. It seems like the industry is here to stay, even though there's no regulations around it. It's like Forex back in the day. It was the Wild West. Okay, it still technically is the Wild West Forex, but there is still a little bit more restriction around it, which means crypto is now taking place of what Forex used to be 10 years ago. Okay, I remember when I came into Forex, Euro USD used to be five pip spreads. Yeah, you tell that to somebody now, they're like, yeah, your broker's ripping you off. <laughs> five yeah, pip spreads, that's is. ridiculous. <laughs> but at that time, five pip spread was like, oh man, my broker is the best, you know. <laughs> so it, it's crazy how how the evolution has come through um but yeah as the industry has become more and more solid for stocks it's become more and more solid for forex a new industry is born and what's happening is all the fees are jacked up really high until the regulations come in until everything comes in so the average trader is jumping in on these things and just not seeing that they're all thinking long-term, profit, 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 buy and hold, buy and hold. But they're not seeing the amount of fees getting wiped out. Each transaction, your deposits, your withdrawals, your transaction from one coin to the next. It's, it's just piling up, piling up, piling up. And they're like, yeah, but then as long as my coin goes up 2,000%, I'm okay. Yeah, it has all the characteristics of a gold rush. And the one who's selling the shovels, he's, he's the one who's making the money. Yes, yes. Doesn't mean gold is bad. It just means oh. the gold rush is a dangerous time. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't mean the gold doesn't have value. So that's what we're going to talk about today is how do you participate in this gold rush without being constantly buying from the guy who's selling the shovel? Yeah. Right. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Because the end of the, at, at the end of the day, it's all about, can you create generational wealth? And I'm going to touch base on a, on a few points here that uh, I think it's very important. So cryptocurrencies, let's say you guys are new into the industry and you guys don't know anything about trading and you guys keep hearing about these coins, right? You're like Bitcoin, Ethereum. They sound like some chemical weapons that the Iran is producing, but it's not, you know, there it's, it's actually some nice coins, you know? So you hear these words and you're like, okay, everyone is doing it. Maybe I want to get in on it. So what do you do? What's the first step you do? I guess read on it, find, educate yourself a little bit on what you're actually trying to buy. Okay. So where, where would that start? 
Google. Wild West, Google. Yeah, Google, YouTube. Reddit right. for many people. So, so let's start with this. What will you type in Google first? Is cryptocurrency safe? If you type those keywords, what is the pop-outs going to show up? Yes, it's is safe. Crypto- no, I can imagine just when you're typing is cryptocurrency, and then list shows up. Is cryptocurrency a scam? Is cryptocurrency? <laughs> like, yeah, but then, but then when you do the opposite, if say if cryptocurrency is a scam, then you'll get results for that too. Google is known to be a genie that says, "Tell me what you want, I'll give you exactly that." Right? It's the Google syndrome, right? What you search is what you get. It doesn't mean that's the reality, right? So, so that's the thing. So you start searching, and you're like, "All right." Bitcoin's at $1,000. I missed it when it was $3. Okay, it's at $1,000 now. What do I do now? So you start researching a broker and you end up with Coinbase, Binance. You pick one and then you buy the coin. Okay, so all three of you guys have entered the coin at $1,000. Now what? Now what? One day passes by, you're checking your phone. You're like, all right, it's at $1,003. Oh, it's at $900. Oh, it's at $1,200. Okay, this gyration that's going around your entry price and going higher, what do you do now? It reaches 2,000, what now? Exit, hold, or back to Google. How much can Google go, how much can Bitcoin go up? Oh, this guy on Twitter said 10 million. So I guess I'm going to hold. You see, what is the logic behind holding? Yeah, you need to know one of two things. Either whether it's below it, the actual value that it should have, and then you need to hold on. Or you need to be able to, to read the market. Correct, correct. So what is a good price determines on how much do you know about the asset itself? Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna have to go we're gonna go details into technicals and all that stuff later into the webinar. But right now we're gonna just talk about this logic of everyone gets in, but they don't know what to do next because the next part is all gray area. Well, their money has become a thousand dollars to two thousand dollars. So you made profit. Now what? Do you close it and buy it again when it's three thousand? Do you hold on? Do you sell it? All this to the average person is a question mark. But everyone wants in, but they don't know what to do with it. It's like saying, I I can't wait to go to college. Why? Because I want a job. Where? I don't know. But what are you going to do with the job? Oh, I'm going to make some money. Okay, to do what? I don't know. No one knows what they're doing. They're just going for what everyone's doing. There's no end goal. Yeah, there's just FOMO. It's just FOMO. It's like, he's doing it. He's doing it. So I need to do it. That's why the the conditioning is so dangerous. Not because the coin itself is dangerous. It's because the the situation of the market right now of everyone running after it has became, it's such a big bubble right now that, that it's not going to burst per se, but a lot of people are entering without knowing what they're doing. What happens next if people enter without knowing what they're doing? And they go from $1,000 to $10,000. And they realize when it used to be $1,000, the price, and now it's at $10,000. But 
but I only bought $300 worth. What do I do now? Buy more because you're going to think it's just going to keep going up forever. You think it's going to keep going up forever. You don't know what to do. You don't have that much capital. How do you buy more? Get a loan. You get a loan. You sell your car, you sell your grandma, you sell your house, you know, like don't sell the grandma, please. But you start selling stuff to get some more money because this thing has proven it's working. Therefore, it's an assumption it will always work. And that's when more money piles in. Now that you have more money piling in, what do you do now? Back to square one. I don't know what to do. Do I hold on? Right. Do I exit? And this is the dilemma of 90% of not just the crypto traders, every single trader, simply entering with the hopes of, I don't know what's next, but I got in. Yeah. I actually don't know what's next, but I got in. And same I read a quote. Huh? The same goes for many stock traders, like not professional ones, but you know, people just get a few stocks and then they're like, yeah, I have some stocks, but they, they don't really know the, the valuation of the, of that company's, you know, of the, the company that, that the stock is from. Sure. Right. No idea. Exactly. And, and this is very common, right? And you know why it's all happening to I'm going to blame it on all the YouTube and, and Twitter stuff that's been going around in terms of ambition and motivation. I'm going to blame it on those things because those motivational things like if you don't take a chance in your life, today is the day to start right now. So you start, but you're like, yeah, but where am I going? I have no idea. But mm -hmm. someone's screaming down my neck saying I need to do something with my life. Otherwise, I'm going to fail. So it's just bombarded that do something, do something, do something. And you're like, okay, okay. I bought my coin. I bought my stocks. Uh, now what? <laughs> it's like, you know, like people start breathing down your neck, you know. It's always important to know the reason, like before getting into anything, regardless if you're talking cryptos or stocks or anything, you have to know why you're buying it in the first place, like to, to properly manage it and to know when is appropriate to exit and not. I think it's... Like I say, it's not just crypto related, it's, it's any trading really. That way. Absolutely, absolutely. It just dropped the Y bomb. It's, 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 it's the most important word to use in anything. In anything that you do, you should always have the word why in there. Like, why am I doing this? Be that annoying little kid in the house. You know, when, when you, remember when all of us were kids, we used to annoy our parents, we're like, go clean the dishes, why? Because it's good to have clean <laughs> dishes. Why? Like, like so many why you irritate the shit out of the people, you know? <laughs> By people, you mean your parents. Yeah, yeah, especially my parents. My parents probably are probably watching this webinar and be like, yeah, he was the worst. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and on top of that, he wants to sell grandma. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so this is a dilemma we're, we're in right now is everything's hot. Everyone's got a little bit of capital in, in the bank account. And they're very closely holding on to it, but they also have this fear of, but if I don't do anything, what if I miss the train? So what do I do? What do I do with my life savings? It's this big pressure that's coming onto people because of the media saying now Bitcoin has risen to, you know, 80,000 or whatever it is. So what's happening is I keep hearing it even from my family, my dad, who, who, who doesn't trade for a living, suddenly he's like, should I buy Bitcoin? Do you know what is Bitcoin? Like, no, but the price is now at this price. And now it's at this price. Well, wait, wait, why do you want to buy it? Do you even know how it works? You see what I mean? It's gotten so popular that it's reached the average person that has, 
you know, no exposure to the markets whatsoever. All right. So what would you guys do? Let me ask you that. What would you guys do? Now, let me put you back into, put some experience back into you guys and saying all the experience that you were missing is back. Now you're entering this market. How are you going to deal with it as professionals? I guess if it's Bitcoin right now, that is so high up, it's going to be difficult to just buy it and hold it. To, to trade it, maybe it could be a little bit more easier, get in and get out. But to buy and hold, I don't know, maybe wait, wait for a much steeper pullback kind of thing. Okay. So that's the, but there's an industry slang in coins, right? All you do is hold on and buy the dips. Hold on, buy the dips, right? Because the mind is set to, it will never come down. But as a professional, do you plan for, if it ever comes down, I'll be out? Or are we going to respond to, oh, crap, it's coming down now. I was at 5 million. All right, I'll take 100,000. That's a horrible spot to be in, right? Yeah. That's the same situation. Yeah, that's the same situation that everyone got into in GameStop. They got played because they were so busy not buying GameStop because it's a good company. They were too busy sticking it to Wall Street. If you're going to enter a fight, know how it's going to end and have an end plan. You don't just enter a fight and saying, all right, I'm going to show them my muscles, you know, and then good luck after that. You don't just take a chance like that. You got to be prepared, especially if you're going after someone huge. And I think there are some people trying to do the, the very same thing again with GameStop again. Yeah. And, and, and this is going to be normal. It's not going to go away. It's going to be normal. There's going to be some form. Now, because of this whole situation that has happened with GameStop, 30, 40 more forms are going to pop up and everyone's going to start saying, all right, here's what we're going to do, guys. We're going to buy this one. Okay. And then this is the classical pump and dump schemes that's been going on between, you know, these new IPO coins uh, that have been launching that have no reasoning behind it, no technology behind it. It's just, it's a new coin. Everyone wants to jump on it because it looks good and they sold it well, right? If you don't know the CEO, if you don't know what he's about and you just read an article and you say, yeah, that looks good. I don't understand anything. So I watched the YouTube video and he said, it's good. And who is she? Oh, it's Rihanna. Okay. <laughs> it's like Rihanna said, it's good, so I must buy it. You know, like, this is what's happening in the coin market. They're getting all these celebrities to promote them. It's becoming more dangerous than ever before. It's becoming more dangerous than ever before, which makes it more interesting, I think, which makes it more interesting. Wouldn't you say so? Yeah, absolutely. Now, as much as we don't want the average trader to fail or lose money, it has become interesting that the average trader is taking interest into the markets, which means that the concept of money is back on the table where people used to hate finance. Now it's at everyone's tongue at least once a week, something finance related. It's now back. The the thing that people live and die for is now back to conversation of what is money? This will open up. This will open up. And that's a good thing. So first generation might burn, second generation might burn, but the third generation will be smarter when it comes to money. So it's, it's not a bad thing. It's a long, long-term play that it might fix itself. So it'll be very interesting to see. What is your takes on money? Okay. We have Mr. Amir saying here, money is debt. What is your take on money? All of you guys here. It's a lubricant. Keeps the world running. 
keeps everyone on an individual level running. You know, you are able to afford your your house or a roof over your head, your food, clothing, fun stuff that you know gives you another purpose in life. It, it lubricates everything. Well, it's you like a facilitator, right? Facilitate facilitate you doing what you need to do on your next personal project or that kind of stuff. So yeah. it's not really like a goal goal per se, but it gives you the feel to do you, the goals you want to do. I think. Okay, uh, Ian, what about you? What What do you think money is? What do you see it as? Oh, it's a. Uh... It's, I mean, it's a necessity in life. Like it's just the reality of the world we live in. I mean, anything you want or need in this world, you need the money. And if you work for it, I mean, all the power to you. Like uh, if you make a lot of money and you work hard at doing it and you do it the right way, I mean, it's, it can be a really great thing and you can, it can help you achieve a lot of your goals and can also help a lot of people by earning more money too. So um, I, I just think it's uh a tool that's that can be used uh, in in the right way and, and and makes the world go around. So, yeah, yeah. All right. So let let's take this further. Let's take this further. Um. So having that said, okay. I'm. Any anyone here think money is evil? No. No. no I don't. Okay. Anyone in the room that's attending live is money evil? Well, if they if anyone does think money is evil, they can always just. I can give you guys my bank account. <laughs> it's like, it's like, I, I, I tell you, even if you give them the bank account, they're gonna, there's not gonna be much money coming in because if they think it's evil, they probably don't have it. <laughs> it's like, it's like, that's pretty much the case. Okay, so there is this concept goes around when, when we're raised that money is the root of all evil, that it's evil. If you, if you become something or someone that's bad. You're going to change. You're going to be all alone. You're going to die a horrible death because you're just going to look down on people and step on each of their heads one by one and saying, I reached the top because I killed people. No, no, come on. <laughs> I don't know where this comes from, but it comes from movies, media, cartoons. Yes, there are a, a old, old generation who made money that way and they're horrible, but the newer generation is not like that. The fintechs, all the new younger generation, they're all about making it, but making it based on a cause. Okay, so the money has changed what it means in today's world. It has changed completely. Having that said, how many of you guys here at least once or twice minimum in your lifetime have looked at someone with so much money and be like, I wonder how he does it. Maybe yeah, some of you guys maybe even talk to someone and said, hey, how do you, what do you do? All the time, yeah. I mean, that's that's the first thing I probably think about when I see someone with money. I'm like, I want to know how that person did it, because obviously there's something I can learn, right? Like, right to forget right. my own. Right. So now let's take it even further. So if you're thinking about, all right, I wonder how they did it. If the answer is, oh, because I have this shop, or I have this restaurant, then you haven't seen money. Okay then you haven't really experienced money because it's not being leveraged well. It's not being leveraged well. If you've seen a person who has wealth, he drives around a Ferrari and stuff like that, and then you really look into 
why he's driving around a Ferrari. And it's simply because he has one Instagram account and he's making money off of that. And no other prospects, you haven't seen money yet. You've only seen cash flow. You haven't seen money. When it comes to the world of money and you see some wealthy people, I'm talking about owning land. I'm talking about yachts. I'm talking private jet kind of money. That's when you think there's no way he has a restaurant because how much is a restaurant going to freaking pay? Like there's, there's just no freaking way. Maybe he has two restaurants, you know, Yeah. maybe, maybe he go, walks around doing this all day long, you know, for 50 hours a day, you know, and, and making money off of that. You know, how do you get a private jet by doing this all day long? Not happening. Or you kick a ball around all day long. Not happening. How do you get serious money? Think about it. Where does it come from? You have to, your time, your time is important too. Like, like your money always has to be working for you, not you always doing something for it. If you, if you kind of know what I mean that way. Yes. Yes. So that's a big piece of it. Money does not come from your efforts immediately. Money is only grown if you are attached to another effort that you're not involved in. Does that make sense? So you might be doing something that brings you money, but if you're attached with other things, such as a coin, a stock, or an investment into a business, now you have money that's working for you, bringing you money that you're um, physically not involved in. And the more avenues you open up like that, that's how you get money. That's how you get money. It's the bottom line of how you grow wealth. That's wealthy person cannot become poor per se, but a rich person can be on the streets overnight. Okay. Blockbuster was rich, but not wealthy. But when the industry changes, Blockbuster is on the street. You see what I mean? So to create wealth means you got to diversify in a strategic, smart way. Okay. So that's what I want to talk about today in today's webinar. And what do you say? Shall we bring this up to do some charts? I'll show you some of the stuff I have invested in, show you where the money is. Okay, cool. So let's get this webinar started. I'm going to pull up the charts and we're going to go cracking into the charts. So you know, guys, the, the, before every webinar, we're going to be doing these little talk shows. We're going to call at the table at urban Forex. If you guys ever want to see them, they're going to be over at YouTube to see more episodes. Otherwise, if you want the webinar that goes with this episode, it will always be below this video. Yeah. Cool guys. Cool. 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 All right. Let's get this webinar started. Thanks guys. I'll take over. Sure. I'll bring in the charts and stuff.